This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blazing Crypto Podcast. This is episode 21. We are Justin and Brandon. And today, today we are, we're not just handling, we are tackling the question. We are tackling the question, does the news move the markets? And specifically, does the news does the news move the markets in crypto? So have you ever, uh, this is a rhetorical question, okay, calling that out. <laughs> uh, you're welcome to answer in your car, though. You, you're welcome to answer out loud. Have you ever seen a big move in the market? You know, you're watching a coin that you have on your favorites, and you're, you're looking at Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, you know, Algorand, whatever. And there's a big pump or, oh man, there's a, you know, 7% dump. And your first instinct is to say, oh man, I wonder what, like, I wonder what happened to cause that dip or that pump. And so you, you kind of scramble for your phone or your laptop or some other device and you check the news instinctively to see what happened, like what just broke that made everybody dump or buy or, you know, FOMO one way or the other. It's an easy instinct to have and you know, to assume that the market is driven by the news in a, in a real significant way. Um, but today we're going to ask the question, is that really the case? Now, in one sense, you might be thinking if you trade stocks or equities, uh, I mean, equity market it, equity markets legitimately move based on you know quarterly earnings statements. We've had those coming out, uh, you know, for Netflix and Apple and a lot of tech companies and and companies based off of Q1 um, revenue numbers. And so, yeah, we're not we're not saying the news has no effect on the markets at right. all. Yeah. But the question is, does the news move the markets? And it is a it is is it a primary driver? Does it drive it in a significant fashion? You know, should we be reacting to the news? So, our conviction—I'll state it up front. Our conviction is, by and large, uh, in the crypto markets, the news does not move the markets. Price and news are not. Are not one one to one. Yeah. So today, we're going to talk about three points, uh, and, th- and then finish with sort of a how we think about the news and the markets together. So three points. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of cover them initially, and we'll dive right in. First of all, the news often gets, and I mean the popular news, right? Like not your like crypto podcast or your, you know, your curated Twitter list. They probably get crypto pretty right, or as right as one could get it. But the, the popular news, your CNBC, MSNBC, you know, pick your pick your poison. Uh, the news often gets correlation and causation wrong. We'll talk about that. Secondly, the news, uh, I mean, you know, they're in the headline business, right? The the the, yeah. the read and react business. So, secondly, the news oversimplifies the market and market events. And then third, if you follow the news and react to the news, you're just always going to be late. You're always going to be the sucker. That, that gets handed buying the top or selling the bottom. So, you know, congratulations. So, <laughs> I've got some funny stories on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of dead bodies strewn along the path here. That's, yeah. that's, for, that's uh, for sure. And if, and if that doesn't make sense to you in about 18 months, it will. So uh, <laughs> if you're newer to the space, uh, you've got your work cut out for you. So first of all, let's talk about the fact that, again, we're asking the question, does the news move the markets? Um, 
so Justin, the news often gets correlation and causation wrong. They, it's it's as if thing A happens and thing B also happened, and so the news is like, hey, yeah. today thing A caused thing B. Justin, right. have you ever experienced that happening? Oh, I mean, all the time, and I get a lot of questions about that too. Um, and I don't like. And in a humorous way, you know, we, we joke about it and stuff like that. And my intention is not to make fun of anyone who's ever asked that question. Um, my, mine is. So, well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I just care about our listeners. Apparently, Brandon does not. So, no. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, never mind. Continue. <laughs> no, but the. Um, so, it's a good question. Um and I know it can be confusing, especially like take, you know, the situation that happened, I, I think it was last summer when like Elon Musk was, I mean, he was just having a time on Twitter. Um, Doesn't he always? Yeah. And, and just, you know, one day he's saying, you know, all these positive things about Dogecoin and another day he's talking positively about Bitcoin, you know, and then the day after that, he's not mentioning anything and then and then he goes to be bearish on bitcoin or everything he says and it seems like the market is just you know completely going at whatever direction elon musk decides the market to go from his twitter account so like in one aspect like i get i get the question and that's just one example um because you're like okay you look at his tweets and then you overlay that on top of price and it's like, yeah, he tweeted something negative about Bitcoin or he announced that, um, hey, Tesla is no longer accepting Bitcoin for payments um, because of the proof of work issues and the you know, electricity costs and whatnot. And then all I of think a sudden that the was, price I think drops. that was the one. I think that was the yeah. one. That was, that was a yeah, big one. They, they went, yeah, I was going to say there was an interesting string of events. Somewhere between February to May, I forget exactly when the first one happened, when they announced that they were going to begin taking Bitcoin as payment for yep. Tesla. But also it came out in the news that uh, Tesla had bought. Do you remember what the number was that Tesla had bought like a billion or 10 billion or yeah. 2 billion? I forget what the number was. It was, a, it was a billion number. Yeah. Billion. I think and it was half, around three or was. three or 4 billion. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So like um, those things, you know, those things do have an impact. Right. I, I understand that, but you know, that didn't decide Bitcoin's trajectory for like the the next 12 months. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference yeah. there for sure. I remember the headline specifically. I remember a headline specifically reading Elon Musk tweet causes BTC to fall by 33%. Like I, yeah. in other words, that's the kind of thing we're talking about where it's like, Hey, right. on the day, on the afternoon that Elon Musk tweets, what we would call energy FUD, um, yeah, <laughs> and frankly, by the way, Elon Musk actually didn't give up anything on that right. press release he sent, sort of at the at the the mercy of the you know the green energy folks. Yeah. Um, he really didn't give up anything. He gave away a very meaningless concession, and people thought, "Oh no, he's backtracking." He wasn't backtracking. He actually um, later then said, "By the way, I I still have all my Bitcoin. Like I haven't sold right. any Bitcoin." Right. So. So, yeah, the point is the news sees one thing that happens, another thing that happens. They mash them together. Thing A thought, causes thing B. 
you know, and, and it's like it, it's a it's a story. It's an article. It's a yeah. twenty four hour news network. They've got to publish stuff. They've got to. Yeah, they're in in reality. They're trying to move us. They're trying to move our, um, our uh, energy levels, uh, and they do a good job with that. So again, number one, the news often just they don't understand correlation and causation. They don't understand really anything like that. So they're just going to get that wrong. Uh, number two, second point is that the news often related oversimplifies market events. So. Newsflash, markets are quite complex. Uh, crypto is traded 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It does not close at four o'clock with the closing bell. Um, it's a global market, right? Like it, it is just all the time. Um, if you wake up and check your crypto at 4 a.m., which I hope you don't, stuff's happening, right? Um, it is it is complex. And it's not just complex because it's global and because it's, it's ever running. It's also complex because now we've got multiple kinds of traders. We've got people that are shorting the market, that are longing the market, that are buying it for pension funds. I mean, so many different kinds of buyers. We also have in a um, in a in a macro global market. We have we have you know countries like the U.S. that are reporting inflation numbers, and you have institutional traders going risk off or risk on and. And it's like if you, if Bitcoin falls twelve percent in a day, the news often comes out like, oh, like people, you know, you know, investors not not thinking as much as as well about Bitcoin as they did a year ago. You know, prices are down twelve and a half percent, as if something is wrong with with the asset or the fundamental value has changed. Right. Um, so yeah, Justin, how how are you? How do you see that? How, what are some examples of, of maybe when you've when you've seen that occur, or how you how you think about that? Yeah, I mean, anytime. Uh, I I remember there were several times. I got a funny story, but one of one of the one of the times specifically, I think it was when Bitcoin was around um, around three to like three and a half to four thousand. This was at the very bottom of the last bull market. I mean, all of the media outlets were saying this thing's going to zero. Like, it's absolutely going to zero. Look at you know, and they're basing that off of market sentiment, right? Which um, that has nothing to do with the fundamental value of Bitcoin and the adoption of Bitcoin. So, you know, I think part of the problem there is the news outlets. They're they're not looking at the whole picture and they don't understand the whole picture, right? They're just, they're just looking at one little aspect of it and they're creating a whole narrative built around that one aspect. Another thing that I, I find hysterical, like from my, uh, <laughs> the news doesn't understand crypto, uh, back in, uh, 2017, one of actually the first, uh, cryptocurrency I have, I ever bought was called, uh, XRP or ripple. And, I don't know. I got in around like 10 cents or something and I, I sold it around 30 cents and I was really excited about that. Well, two weeks after I sold, it goes up to about $3 and 25 cents. And, uh, and then on MSNBC, they're teaching their audience how to go buy ripple XRP after it just pumped 10 X in like two weeks. Perfect. So Perfect. then literally like, as soon as they announce it, like the next day, the thing just crashes and it goes all the way back down to like 
I think it was it was less than a dollar, somewhere around seventy five cents. And then they they went on MSNBC again, and they were telling people how to sell Ripple at the bottom. So they're literally saying, like, buy the top, sell the bottom. It's hysterical because you know everyone was it, on Twitter. Was it the show with Jim Cramer? Was it the show with Jim um, Cramer? Was it a different show? He's the crazy guy, right? The kind of like eccentric like he's very eccentric. animated Let's say eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sorry eccentric. crazy redacted i'm redacting that uh that word i use anyway but yeah yeah it was on his show and you know you know okay. how they are so yeah yeah that's that's funny I, I would just say general principle and it's totally understandable i mean your nightly news anchor doesn't understand crypto there's a funny there's a funny video I would I would say uh, Google Google this video and find it on YouTube. It's not about crypto. I think the year was 1994 or so. There is a famous video Katie Couric and another news anchor are in a cab. If my memory serves me right. They're in a cab in New York City and some somehow the question is posed, "Hey, can you explain email?" And so, again, if my memory's holding up, Katie Couric is in the back of a cab trying to explain what email is and how it works. And, and I'm just trying to say, like, she probably did a fine job as, as well as any of us would have done in 1994. I mean, I was, you know, I was under 10 years old. So, um, <laughs> but the point is, I mean, yeah, news anchors are not crypto and market and, and asset and tech experts, right? I mean, they're just, they're literally, I mean, sorry, they're reading a teleprompter. So you do, have, I mean, you do have shows that are a little more informed. But the point, the point I would make is, the popular news just doesn't understand crypto in general. And frankly, they're probably going to be either overzealous in a positive way, or they're going to be a little overzealous in a negative way. And there, there's really not going to be a happy medium. But but frankly, they're just not informed. And like Justin, you made a really great point. Number one, they don't have perspective of markets in general. Number two, they don't have perspective on crypto in relation to those markets anyway. So yep. I think it's a good point. So first of all, you know, we said that the news, they just don't understand correlation and causation. They're just going to get that wrong. So just be, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, you know, thing A and B happening on the same day doesn't mean that thing A fully caused thing B. Secondly, the news oversimplifies those market events, which we just, you know, hammered on folks for. And then third, if you follow the news and react, if you're trading the news, you will always be late. You're always going to be the sucker in the sucker rally. Uh, that will be your lot in life. And, and we, uh, we exist to make sure that you're not the sucker in the sucker rally. Um, so sometimes the news does move the markets because there are people that react to the news and then go and sell their Bitcoin. <laughs> Or buy. Um, I mean, like, I wouldn't even... Or buy. Like, if Apple announced tomorrow, Apple or Facebook or Microsoft, if they all announced that they're adding Bitcoin to their portfolios, I guarantee you Bitcoin is going to be pumping tomorrow on that Correct. event, right? But, yeah, so it, I think, it, it, yep. you know, it goes both directions for sure. Exactly. The big idea we want to make here is, again, we're not saying the news doesn't move the markets. We're just saying that's not the way to understand the market, <laughs> Um, yep. We don't want to be seeing price movement and going, what was the story that caused Bitcoin to go up 8%? Um, and, and we're not sort of fabricating this. I mean, I, I get I get texts a good bit, hey, what happened to crypto today? And I'll say, yep. 
uh, what like what do you mean? I'm not really paying attention. Like I'm just curious, like what what news broke that made Bitcoin go up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Michael Saylor bought 800 million more. I'm not sure. You know, right? That's usually. Um, I mean, what I tell people in that scenario a lot of times is people decided to sell, and that's why right. the price went down. But the funny right. thing is, usually in those situations, if you go to the chart and and just zoom out and look at like the three or four year Bitcoin chart, this big moment of today that feels like a huge, you know, shift in the price of Bitcoin. It's just another little blip on the chart. Yep. It's good. One thing to think about is I think this is a massive point. By the time something legitimately gets reported in the news, you need to think about how old that thing actually is. I'll give you an example. MicroStrategy, you know, buys $860 million worth of Bitcoin. If that gets reported on April the 4th, that did not happen on April the 3rd. Yeah. Likely, and we what, what we know from even just hearing Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy, talk, what we know is they had been buying bits of pieces of Bitcoin you know, in a, in a sort of a steady way to not move the market themselves because they would have for probably two months, maybe three months throughout the first quarter, and they're announcing it in April. Yep. So, for for you, if you're looking for like all the green lights, you're always going to be buying very high, and you're going to be selling at, at the lowest levels. And again, we don't you know, we don't want that for you. And part of it is that's kind of a rite of passage in Bitcoin and, and, and crypto. I mean, we all go through that, right? We all read the news story and go, oh, no, I'm going to lose a bunch of value today in the market. I mean, we, you know, if you're in the markets, you feel it. And we, we get that. Um, but the point we want to make is by the time you hear about something, by the time I hear about something, we're not, we're not the first people to know about something. You're not going to front run the market reacting to the news again you're always going to be the sucker in the sucker rally yeah i think one of the things um i would say there like one of the things i was thinking about as you as you were mentioning that is you know front-running institutions for example like why it's when you think about it this way it's it can be comical like why would you wait for microsoft to announce that they bought Bitcoin, to then go buy Bitcoin, right? Like, like I, I want right. to beat them to it, right? And so, like, I mean, part of it is I have the conviction, and you know, I'm looking at the data and saying, yeah, these corporations are buying it, and they're gonna they're gonna you know start buying it more, and bigger corporations are gonna be buying it. So, obviously, I'm not saying Apple's gonna buy it tomorrow or Microsoft, but you get the point. There is you want to front run the institutions by buying early and you know right. steady DCA, not waiting for them to buy and then jumping on the train. By that time, you've missed yep. a lot of the opportunity. Yeah, and we I mean we want our audience to be you know smarter and more savvy than the average bull. Uh, meaning, we're not waiting for all the the lights to be green in order to buy into in order to invest. Yep. We invest because we understand problems that exist and how crypto and Bitcoin and Ethereum and Solana solve those problems, right? Like that we're educated in a very different way. Uh, you know, we're not watching 
uh, MSNBC to under or CNBC or whatever to understand. You can tell that I don't watch a lot of those channels, by the yeah. way. Um, that's not really where we're getting a lot of our information. So, um, we're glad that hopefully you're you're on a different side of the you know of the situation than that. I mean, you know, Justin, we don't want to trade like retail traders. I don't want to behave like a retail trader, but we're retail traders, and we just have to acknowledge that. And yeah. there, I think we've realized that we have, you know. We have smaller wallets than institutional traders. We have, you know, we have we have less sophisticated financial instruments and data and yep. tools. I, I mean, just come on, right? Like, so the way that the way that we win is on it's on conviction. It's on DCA. It's on the fact that we were buying before everything was clear, um, and we're willing to buy little pieces, right? When when we're at the bottom, when we're in the June, July, twenty twenty one, chop at thirty k yeah. at thirty k. Like, and even that's how we win. We're not going to win yeah. by front running institutions. I think, yeah. Well, I think another aspect of I mean, it's buying now too. Like, yeah. I don't know. There, there's 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 a number there's a number of people in um, that that you can listen to in the business world, and they're saying, yeah, like there's demand for for crypto. Uh, Bitcoin specifically, and, and even some of it with Ethereum, from institutions and you know big buyers that need more regulation in place. You know they need more um, better better ways of of having an on ramp into it. So you know that is one aspect I think where you do have the opportunity to sort of like front run, if you will, institutions in that. A lot of them are saying they want access, but they can't get it yet because they need more regulation and more stable, you know, financial markets in the crypto before they can they right. can make that move. So that's a pretty cool opportunity. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and we just heard this week that Fidelity is going to offer uh, Bitcoin as an option in four hundred one k in four hundred one k buying. And that's a first. Um, it's not it's not first from a retirement standpoint, but I think it might be a first, at least at the big brand level. Um, yeah, from a major player, for sure. Yeah, from a standpoint that like an employer could contribute to your 401k and you allocate that towards Bitcoin. Like we're very early on that side of things. And, yeah. and, and you know, that's that's a really cool piece of news. So I actually want to I want to segue into four principles about how we think about the news. Um, just, I'm going to mention these four and just, you know, piggyback on the thing that like screams the loudest to you. Um, you know, what, what sort of stands out to you the most, first of all, you need to make sure you're listening to the right people and you're following the right people and you need to know their place in the market. Justin and I, I mean, we follow, uh, and on discord even we'll share information on a number of traders that we follow. You know, I don't react to every post that a trader makes because I know that their interest in the market is just different than mine. I listen to them, but I don't. I don't really act on what they say. It's just more so gained intelligence, I guess. So follow the right people. You've got to listen to the right people. You need to listen to people that understand crypto and understand crypto at various levels, macro levels, you know, micro levels, trading levels, spot investing levels, etc. Secondly, I would just say if you have to go 
one way or another, just completely disconnect news and price from your mind. Just, 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 just like unplug. Just, just unplug it. Uh, don't think about it. Don't worry about it. And the positive version of that is, with news, focus on the adoption. Right. Focus on what is being built. What is growing. Where is the money going? And just uh, don't worry about price. Focus on development. Focus on adoption. And then finally, all these kind of like swell up. Let the news fuel your own curiosity and research, right? Like read a story and go, hey, that sounds new. I'm going to go dig into that. Or I'd never put those two things together. Or there's a term I'd never heard of before. Go take 30 minutes over lunch or, or, you know, at night after the kids go to bed or whatever and dive into figuring that out. And, and so there's a lot to gain from the news. We just don't want to connect news to price and always be kind of hunting around for, you know, what drove the, the markets today. So, well, yep. Justin, what's kind of screaming at you standing out from that list? Well, I, well, I want to go deeper on one of them, actually, just a little, like one layer deeper. And it's the the first one you mentioned is follow the right people um, and and know their place in the market. I think one tip I would have on that that was really helpful for me was, um, I don't know when this happened, but early on when I first got into crypto, I was following like so many people and um, crypto news outlets and, and all kinds of like information was coming at me. and when you when you're taking in loads of information it makes it very complex and it makes it almost like foggy or or just difficult to process the market um and at one point i don't know i think i just realized that i was like this is not helpful like i need to cut some of this stuff out so following the right people is really helpful but also following i think fewer people so just taking in less information helped me have clarity to really focus on the right things so I think that's like one little like filter on the first one you mentioned that um, that could be really helpful. But the, honestly, like if I had to choose one, it's the disconnect price in your mind, you know, from, from news and price in your mind because it's mm-hmm. that um, that that's never been <laughs> it's never been helpful for me. Like if I think of the the good decisions, let's say I've you know I've personally made in the last four years. Yeah. Um, none of them have to do with news and price at all. If right. anything, it's all the bad ones that I made. <laughs> Usually right. the bad decisions or you're, are correlated. Or you're, counter, or you're counter trading the news, right? Exactly, yeah. It's just like I mean, it's not anything, helpful. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and you mentioned in, in terms of following the right people and following fewer people. That's a great point. Justin, we talk about, you know, I have a, I call it, I call it a board of directors. Um, I have, so um, I have a, I've spent a lot of time and energy curating and really chiseling out my Twitter feed um, that I use for crypto. And I follow more people than this, but there's eight people or so that I consider like they are my board of directors as it relates to crypto. And I read everything they write, every single thing. Um, one of them is a, is a macro trader. He's a hedge fund, former hedge fund guy. Um, one of them is, a you know, a degen trader that'll do seven <laughs> figures of volume in either direction in a day. 
it's all sorts of people. But the point, the point there is like, I have a group of people that when I need, when something's going on and I need to figure it out, I will mute a lot of other stuff and I will only pay attention to what they are saying. Yeah. And that's just a, I mean, that's a core recommendation. I mean, we, we talk about, we share a lot of that stuff kind of like a best of, if you will, kind of a best of the board of directors on our, on our paid discord, um, just to sort of distill a lot of the noise out. But yeah, that, that really could not be more important. Um, because again, if you follow the news at best, you're going to be weeks late at best. And at worst, you're going to be just going the wrong direction. So yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of a that's our answer to the question: Do the news move the markets? I mean, sure, of course, right? Because people follow the news and people counter trade and react. And again, the reason sucker rallies exist is because there are suckers, right? So that that's the way that works. <laughs> but that's that's our our handle on on how the news and the markets work, and frankly, how we think about the news and the markets. Um, so yeah, with that, you know, again, hopefully this has been helpful take uh, a thing or two as a takeaway uh, an action item and uh, hopefully that we become better and better investors and uh, and more savvy uh, more savvy along the along the path so for Justin I'm Brandon thanks for listening and we'll see you next time for more information check out our website at blazingcrypto.io additionally if you have friends that are new to crypto share our trailhead videos from our website which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.